concerned are they going to get enough protein on a plant vegan whole foods diet yeah it's definitely achievable and it's a better quality of protein so it's alkaline not acidic it contains phytonutrients and so many more um, i guess part we talk about health and fitness those two have sometimes been you know apart but but i i do believe there is a merge coming together that you can be fit and healthy that health and fitness are you can achieve both outcomes at the same time. And so I, I think there's a, a shift towards wellness. I, I really feel that. I see our company being a part of that shift. I, I know that you are as well. I see athletes making more and more changes. So, Billy, tell me, you're not only a, a Mr. Universe, a mixed martial arts specialist, um, Taekwondo, I believe. Hapkido, Taekwondo, Muay Thai, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, yeah. And you and I hold a, a similar uh, accomplishment. That is, you've broken two world records. Tell us about the world records. Strength uh, yeah. on national television, right? Yeah, so I was doing a tour of Asia and after winning the Mr. Universe, and uh, I was in Jakarta, Indonesia, which is a massive population 300 million people in that one country and um and so i was on a, a talk show and then they realized that that i i could do something fun and and strength orientated so i got called up by the the guinness show that they have on tv over there and they said can you do some world records and one of them we've got to bench press and actually we've got a guy coming in to to break that we want you to be a judge but then we want you to take your shirt off and then have a go. So this poor guy has come in to break this record, and it was um, it was about sixty kilos, um, which is I think it's one hundred thirty two pounds. Two point two. Yeah. Yes. Pounds, yeah. yeah. So um, so it was as many reps in a minute. And I think the the record um, was like forty seven. You had to be a certain body weight, um, and so he came in and he did forty eight. So he was fixated on just breaking it by just one. Barely. So I, they, you know. I, off, off I go to have my turn. How many had, had you done in training? Did you know you could break no, the record? No, they didn't tell me what the record was, actually. They just sprung it on me. They said, oh, you know, you'll be able to do it. Like, or it'll be fun. We want you to be sure. in the spirit of competition. So yeah. just, just give it a go. So I've, um, yeah, so I've, I've gone on there and I just thought, well, logically, I'll just do one per second. So if I just time it and count it, and rather than doing 60 repetitions for that minute, I'll just do one per second. So if I keep that tempo going, it's neither too fast nor too slow Correct. that I'll, I'll actually um, lose my rhythm, I'll, I'll, I'll be too tight, I can keep focus on my breathing because obviously oxygen while you're doing that sort of stuff is key. So, um, yeah, so I got the 60 and... and um, which but broke the record. Broke the record, broke this guy's record that he had just set because he beat the other guy that, that had done it years ago. And it was held by another Australian, which was funny. Um, and so anyway, I got some prize. I gave it to him. You know, I said, there you go. You're the real winner. I'm heavier than you. It's easier for me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, okay. I tried to make him feel good, you know. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then Crushed his record. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, and then they, they actually had one that I'd planned. They said, well, you've got another record to break, but this one's a bit of fun. And so we got um, two cheerleaders on one on top of my shoulders, another one on top of her shoulders, and it was as many squats uh, to powerlifting standards, which is where your your hip line uh, creases below your knee um, in as many times in, in a minute. Just so, below parallel. That's right. So um, 
So, you know, as many you could do in a minute. And I did, I think it was 11, actually, it was the record. So Just holding the balance and the flexibility. Yeah, it was. Them wiggling around. They're giggling. You know, they're having a great, they're on TV. You know, so there's. Do you have a footage of this? There's, I've got photos. There is grainy footage from, the, someone's ripped it from a, um, from a phone, you know, from the TV. So it's out there, yeah. Um, you know, I, I probably need to get that that footage, that Please. raw f- footage. Yeah, we'll roll but, it. but I've got some photos I could probably share with you as well. So, so, so Billy, you you own a company and it's based around Whole Foods Nutrition. Uh, what would you tell people who are athletes, particularly, and they're concerned? Are they going to get enough protein on a plant, vegan, whole foods diet? Yeah, it's definitely achievable and it's a better quality of protein. So it's alkaline, not acidic. It contains phytonutrients and so many more, um, I guess, parts that that go towards helping them achieve what they're looking to do. So um, there is life after just looking good and competing. Um, there's longevity and obviously you're, you're very big on that. Um, and so these guys, are, I think, are starting to think about that as well as part of their... their th- they're also, whilst they... They want to get their right protein. I, th- I think there's enough of a generation ahead of them that they've seen suffer from the choices they've made, whether it's from steroids or having too many meat, too much meat and dairy. But you see, I think most athletes blame the steroids. They don't blame the meat diet. They think the meat is innocuous and safe mm. and good for them. Even uh, Mr. Olympiad that won this year, yeah. I spoke with him directly, and I mentioned about a vegan plant-based diet. Yes. And uh, he looked at me, uh, Phil Heath, and he said, never. Never, you know, yeah. and really never. You're not open to the possibility, yeah. uh, you know, so it's interesting. They're in a bubble, those guys, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're, they're very much, I suppose, at the, um, they're really at the fringe of the wider fitness movement, which I think we talk about health and fitness. Those two have sometimes been, you know, apart, but, but I, I do believe there is a merge coming together that you can be fit and healthy, that health and fitness are, you can achieve both outcomes at the same time. And so I, I think that there's a, a shift towards wellness. I, I really feel that. I see our company being a part of that shift. I, I know that you are as well. I see athletes making more and more changes. But those guys, I think, are stuck in a, in a time warp. They've got a certain doctrine um, and they may never change. But the wider community, I believe, is open to it, um, and, I, and that's where I'm putting my focus. And those guys, you know, that it, it might be a while before we see a, uh, a, you know, the, the other. I suppose the other side of it is that they're taking steroids, so they're not really concerned about their health. They're not really concerned about wellness. They're simply just doing whatever it takes. And would they be better on a vegan diet? Possibly, but that's that's so far down the list for them that they're probably just simply looking at protein and. You know, that's what they're, um, you know, they think that meat's the only way that you can get it and they may never shift from that. You and I possibly believe that the super athlete of the future will not only be a pure plant-based vegan athlete, getting enough calories is the key as an athlete, knowing how to titrate getting the food density to compete and to sustain and train, not so much getting enough protein. They're easily getting Mm -hmm. enough protein. It's highly absorbable in the plant-based foods uh, because plant foods are complete proteins. Uh, Frances Moore LePay wrote a book years ago, and in her book um, she said, Diet for a Small Planet, that you had to combine beans and rice to get a complete protein and all the amino acids. But in her 10th year revised edition, not many people know this, she came back and retracted that statement and said, 
said, you know, I used to believe you had to combine certain foods to get complete proteins in the plants, and now I know that's not true. It's actually far simpler than that. And we went on to know that rice by itself has all eight essential amino acids. Beans have all by itself. You don't have to combine them. Mm. And furthermore, we know that in the amino acid pool, the intestines slough off 150 grams of protein a day. So even if you get 50, 60, 70 grams of protein, like Mike Minster, the only perfect Mr. Universe, perfect Mr. Olympia, 300 score in history, mm. he advocated that you only needed five more grams of protein beyond 55 grams of a basic 154 pound individual. He said that you could gain five pounds of lean muscle mass per year, and in five years, you would double your lean muscle mass and look like Mr. Universe. Wow. Do you believe any of that? Look, Mike Mensa um, had a lot of really, um you know, interesting views on training as well. He had obviously the high intensity or the HD training, heavy duty he, he training. He spawned uh, Dorian Yates. Yeah, that, fan of Dorian's training. Uh, yeah, is it yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, I've always trained with uh, with a certain type of intensity, and I've drawn from that. Uh, but certainly, you know, the theories on on protein and uh, about um, just simply that the body doesn't just because the, the theory was if it's not a complete protein, you're just gonna it's gonna eliminate. You're not gonna use any of it. Whereas now we know that obviously, if you're getting amino acids from different foods throughout the day your body's going to use those and and that that process is an ongoing thing it's not as simply just you know unless the meal's got every amino acid at the optimum level um it's it's simply going to just be eliminated so that's it's interesting but not many people know that they go back to that first book as you were saying and they reference that so you must have rice and beans and that's just this old thinking that that you know is part of that time warp some of these bodybuilders are stuck in so, Billy Simmons, as an elite athlete, as a Mr. Universe title holder, uh, as a world record holder, and a current competitive athlete, so your understanding and findings are that let's let's take someone who has magnificent genetics, and let's let's make the playing field equal. Let's say they're using bioidentical hormones instead of synthetic steroid altered chemically because the word steroid has two street names. One is steroid, it's we believe synthetically altered, but steroids also takes into account bioidentical hormones, but it also takes into account they're using 10 to 20 times the dosage that the normal human body has. So some athletes who are older athletes might end up working uh, in the field where they're in an open competition where it's acknowledged that it's okay to use hormones, but if they use the right kind and they replace in their older body the hormones at the dosage that their body would have produced when they were in their 20s, then possibly, if we then bring in the whole foods diet, the exercise, the positive mindset, for those people, it may be safe under a medical doctor's guidance, and they're tested and they're monitored. Uh, the medical literature suggests that that's probably true. I'm not here to promote the use of hormones, but I've found that with herbs and supplements and some people, as they decline, the hormones may be necessary. Now, when you're young, like yourself, there's a point where you're producing enough, but there's a point where senior athletes, uh, Bob Delmontique was in his 80s, he was using bioidentical hormones, uh, Jack Elaine used certain herbs and melatonin and DHEA, the early version of, mm. of hormonal supplementation. So there's probably going to be a place once we sit back and watch the medical literature. But I don't think there's any confusion or argument anymore at this conference and, and other future conferences that a plant-based protein diet is not only uh, capable of giving enough protein, it's superior. Why is it superior? Can you train more often? Do you recover better? Give me some other ideas of why a plant-based protein, say sweet potatoes, and what are your favorite plants that you get mm. your, your, your ideal protein from? Well, 
I'll give you this anecdote. Um, it's Christmas Day or Thanksgiving, as you have here, and everyone eats traditionally eats the turkey, and then they eat this this very heavy, intense meat, and everyone falls asleep because it's just so heavy on the body. That digestion, um, we're, the fat, we're, the we're protein, absolutely it's just we're, we way are over the top. That's right. We're ruled by our digestions. If you've got good, healthy digestion, you've got good, healthy energy. So. If you're going to have your protein from meat, you're going to spend a lot of your body's energy and resources just simply trying to just break that meat down and turn that into bioavailable amino acids. Where if you're getting plant proteins, you're getting a, it's um, obviously more positive for your body's uh, maintaining a healthy pH level. Um, you're also alkaline rather correct. than acidic because yeah, animal right. proteins are amino acids and they turn into acid. Yes, and the effect. And the blood has to maintain a pH of 7.2 to 7.4 or you die. So the only way it can get its um, alkalinity is to draw from the bones and cause osteoporosis. Correct. Whereas plant proteins already exist at that that pH level. So the body doesn't have to go through that process to digest them. So so you're digesting um, much more efficiently. So you're immediately giving yourself... I mean, digestion can can equate for 30% of your your daily energy. 30%? Yeah, absolutely. If you're you're having, you know, meat-based... Heavy heavy foods. Heavy foods, absolutely. But light foods like fruits and vegetables and sweet potatoes. That's right. So you have suddenly more energy. So more energy. I mean, we need energy for everything we do in the day, not just training, but definitely in, in, in a training context, you have simply more energy. So if you have more energy, you have more ability to uh, have better output. So so that's a, a, a big um, thing. Is that why bodybuilders need so much sleep because they're eating so much heavy meat, whereas uh, vegan athletes probably the sleep, they get sufficient sleep on what a person normally would need. I know you need a little more sleep yeah. when you're training hard. Yeah, I, th- I think your central nervous system, if I start training heavy again, if I start deadlifting and squatting and I start moving into those, you know, multiple times body weight lifts um, and, and many repetitions, then I, I, my central nervous system, I have to think about that and manage that. And I think sleep's one of those Huge. really key things Huge. that helps reset. So um, particularly while traveling and going through time zones and things. So um, so I think sleep is important, but I but I certainly, the, the energy component of, of eating plant-based is huge. Um, and then all the health benefits. So with, with dairy, uh, dairy and meat products, you really don't get much aside from a lot of negative you're getting you know yes you're getting amino acids but they're acidic forming you're getting mucus you're getting um all sorts of um carcinogens really and then with plant proteins and heavy estrogens in the yeah absolutely yeah i mean people which estrogens is the the evil of bodybuilding and athletes i know people i laugh when people say that they don't want to eat tempeh which is a soy-based product um because they're worried about estrogen yet they're eating and you know the flesh of an animal that was that was fed genetically modified food. It was given estrogen to keep lactating or to you know mm-hmm. to grow, and um, that's right. And then they have their own their bodies producing those as well. And there's stress hormones in there as well. And, and so they're they're literally eating what they telling me they don't want to eat when they don't want to eat plant foods. So I wow. I sort of laugh at that that whole idea. Um, but I think plant protein is far superior. I do see a shift happening towards it. Our biggest customer base are non-vegans and vegetarians. So they're just people that are catching on to the awareness that... And even if they still eat meat, they're realizing if they're going to supplement with protein or sports nutrition products, they're going to go plant-based because they feel at least that's starting towards that, that shift towards the right way. So tell me about your integration of a whole foods diet 
in the philosophy of supplementation. Some people would argue you get it all from your foods. So talk to me about that. Well, I think that's, um, that's right for, say, an everyday person. You know, if everyday person or if you're treating illness and disease, um, perhaps, perhaps that's the best way to start. I think supplementation, you know, it really is that 5 to 10% extra that as an athlete you're looking for that, that competitive advantage or if you're, you're in disease or illness that you're looking for to really address a deficiency there. So there's, there's roles for supplementations. They're, they're not the be-all and end-all and we shouldn't rely on them. But if, if you have your diet right... They can, and you complement that with supplementation. There is a lot of evidence to suggest, and and I've seen it as well, the difference that that can make in a competitive field. So, in your own, experience. yeah, absolutely. So that that's and that's mm-hmm. got me into the field that I'm in, and obviously you're a big believer in it as well. And I, I guess that not all supplements are created equally. So, you know, when people want to just say I don't take supplements, I only get it from whole food, they're kind of lumping supplements all into the one boat, and they're saying they're all junk. Well, they're not. You know, we've got some great technologies out there we've got some great research and we've got some great uh, ways that we can give people you know concentrated doses of, of nutrients that can be really effective to help them achieve their goals billy simmon world record holder uh, mr universe uh, mixed martial art fighter um you became aware uh, through our australian um, uh, contact that um, estroblock uh, is in australia so have you looked at some of the products that I've uh, been able to be part of and create? Yeah, I'll actually, you know, um, have a good look at them. Um, I know the gentleman that's, that's out there and he's talked really, um, you know, highly of the, the Estro Block. And I think those sort of products are great because um, estrogen dominance is, is a big thing these days. We're getting bombed with xenoestrogens. So even if... And estrogens from the meat and dairy and most oh, people haven't given up ab- dairy. Absolutely. So it's, it's a big issue. So um, whilst we're hopefully making some shifts towards the cause. I'm not sure that we're doing that, but but if that's happening at the same time, we've got to fix the, the symptoms and look after our own house and our own hormones. And as males, um, you know, we want to maintain the right profile to be able to, you know, do what we do best. Um, we've had hundreds of people, tens of thousands of people, be in many cases on a healthy plant-based diet uh, of course, sometimes the definition of healthy plant-based is loose because sometimes they include a little bit too much processed foods. Uh, but I'm sure we'd agree that a whole foods diet is the best. Uh, but we've seen the supplementation make a tremendous difference, uh, particularly in uh, dealing with uh, teen and adult acne. Um, we've seen a big difference with gynecomastia. I've helped some bodybuilders who were developing breast tissue, and not many of them talk about how often that occurs. Mm. And if you look up on YouTube, how often they have a surgery to remove breast tissue. And yet I've talked to some elite athletes and got them to use the protocols of Block and Live Detox. I've encouraged them to change their diet, but they're hardcore with their diet. It's all very hard. But the supplements alone were able to reverse many of the estrogen dominance problems, say, with gynecomastia. And I know that seems almost unheard of, but it's like eating two pounds of raw cruciferous vegetables a day with each capsule. I want them to eat the added cruciferous vegetables, and I encourage them to, yes. but human nature as it is, right? Yeah. So supplementation has its place. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's that's my belief as well, and in, and certainly if you can complement that with a whole food plant based diet, then you're really winning, and and you know it's limitless. So you can, you know, achieve what you want. I don't think people realize. Um, almost uh, every other month, I subject myself and my clients to blood tests, saliva tests, urine tests. 
Uh, we've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in monitoring and follow-up. And as these individuals uh, take these supplements, I've seen where people are on good whole foods diet and exercise. And then those with the supplements and those without. And I am convinced that even in my own case, over the last uh, 38 years that I've been involved on a healthy whole foods diet when I transitioned from meat and dairy uh, 38 years ago, but I noticed that when I introduced supplementation, particularly the right targeted for me based on testing, based on looking under the microscope, based on subjecting myself to every imaginable test mm. and human performance. As you know, I broke two world records, including uh, a very tough record to break was a one one hour, not one minute, one hour, curling 50 pounds, which is, I guess, a little under uh, 20 uh, kilos or so, and um, I did over 1,038 curls in one hour. And I only trained for about three months for that because uh, uh, when I submitted my first world record, it was a curl press, and I had done 2,000 lifts overhead in one hour. Um, starting with 25-pound dumbbells in each hand, and I did doubles because the original record was set by Dragon Radovich where he curled and pressed. So it, you know, I, I figured it would be harder, but I could maintain my respiration rate, my heart rate on a plant-based diet and whole foods and supplements, so I'd curl and press. And 30 minute, 40 minutes in, I'd broken the all-time world record, yeah. did over 40,000 pounds. And then some people will look at the YouTube and say, oh, I could have done 25-pound dumbbells. I say, really? Then I pyramided up to 40-pound dumbbells at the end of breaking the world record, continued after I just changed the time to change the set, and imagine curl press overhead with nearly 20 kilos in each Incredible. hand for the re remaining 20 minutes. <laughs> That's out of control. Yeah. That's so you have to know something about human performance. You have to know yes. that in the past when I was on a meat-based diet and dairy, there was no way I could have done what I mm. did until I went to a plant-based diet with supplementation, with monitoring and making sure my hormones, my electrolytes, my minerals. And I do use trace minerals a lot because mm. I find that I get cramps if, when I'm training mm. hard. I found that if my adrenals are not functioning right, that I could train hard and I wouldn't recover. And mm. I, would, I would fall down into a, you know, some kind of a congestive problem or you know, flu or cold. Yes. So stress is real and mm. adrenal stress is real and mm. staying up late is real. Yes. Things happen when we're traveling, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. So as an athlete, you can appreciate. Yeah, that's right. And I think that's where um, people need to be open to understand the role of supplementation and how it, how it can be a positive. Um, you don't need to rely on them, but you can certainly um, use them and use them uh, with intelligence and still be able to achieve, you know, these sort of things. So. Billy Simmons, you got the genetics, or you say at least your dad was a model, right? Yeah. Sh show, show me that double bicep here a second. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> Fabulous. Uh, you know, I don't really bodybuild much anymore. I'm only, you know, just go for a run, lift, do some Olympic lifting or something, um, some powerlifting. But, um, yeah, maybe I've got my dad to thank. But, but also a lifetime. I think when you do it naturally and you yeah. do it drug-free, yeah. you, you get to keep what you do. Yeah. Yeah. So I've lost a bit of size from when I was competing as a bodybuilder. But ultimately, um, it doesn't go away. Whereas you see guys that, that take, you know, that abuse steroids at young age and they... they get really big and they just come straight back Yeah, you see again. them huge and then you meet them in person at a, a Mr. Olympiad or a universe and you're like, 
You're yeah. who? Yeah. And you're like this frail guy. It's like, wow, what, mm. where did that come from? Yeah, that's right. That was right? never theirs to begin with. You right, know, in right. A sense. So what advice would you give competitive high school athletes? Because I know that's an abuse of time now. They, mm. they want to perform. They want to get into college. They want to be a future athlete. And they're struggling with, A, do, do they take these uh, synthetic anabolic steroids without being um, you know, medically monitored or medically necessary? And B, what is their uh, choice in, in their diet selection? What, what should they do at, at this young age and then on up? Because you went through this dilemma too, didn't you? Well, um, not, not so much. Um, I guess I, I went to a sports high school for, for Taekwondo. Um, and um, the, the, it wasn't, and there was a lot of other athletes from a lot of other disciplines and sports there. Um, Storage wasn't wasn't around really. I, I think there was some. Actually, look, I, now that I think of it, there was I think the baseball players. If I had to really think about. It, I think they had something going on, but predominantly it, it wasn't really an issue, particularly in, in a sport like Taekwondo, which is what I was competing at. But for these guys playing football, look, their hormones are as good as they're in as good as what would be if they were going to take steroids i mean i can't understand why they'd want to when they're in the most optimal time of their life they just need to be told you're fine that's not what your issue is you know they they if they maybe a 40 year old athlete is trying to hang on he's got a lot of injuries and but even then medically monitored under doctor's guidance and if he has truly low levels and needs thyroid or testosterone or dha or something you know that that's reasonable There's, there's probably a role for that absolutely but definitely the young guys you know they're They've got optimal hormones. They just need to do the hard work. They also need to realise that it's illegal. So if they get caught... Yeah, they're, their they're, career's ruined. That's right. So that's not really worth it. They're also going to have a lot of the, the negative side effects as well. They may not have to know how to deal with them because then obviously they're, if they're taking them and they're not really um, educated on how to, it lends itself to abuse. They're going to have all the negative side effects. They'll probably um, experience you know, you know, acne dramatically. They'll probably have really, um, you know, prominent mood swings, things like that. So they're, they're going to expose themselves to all the negative side effects that, that it probably abuse will bring. Yeah, um, I wrote a book on controlling acne. It just came out, and not yeah, cool. acne now naturally. Yeah. And uh, you're right, a lot of athletes using steroids, I mean, their back looks horrible mm. in their skin, and how can they compete and look like that? I mean, it's, you know, it's too obvious. Yeah, that's right. And and a lot of these guys, if they, if they really want to achieve, they uh, I think as far as nutrition goes, they need to know that, that um, and I guess this is uh, our, our role as educators is telling them about the benefits of whole, whole um, plant-based nutrition and really explaining to them that they will have a competitive advantage, showing them the examples of people that have set world records and won titles and all those sort of things. There's athletes from a whole range of sports coming out now as, as vegans that are setting great examples. So it's really just exposing them to that and then letting them experience it. I think most people actually have a great experience if they if they eat plant-based right, they feel so much better. And I've seen it with young guys. I've seen it with people for all ages. So I don't think there's there's a limit to um, who can benefit from it. And certainly these guys are in the prime space to do that. Well, Billy, you're nearly 25 years younger than me. And in the people that I've worked with that are 20 years older than me in their 80s and some approaching 90, um, I've worked with some of the greats, Bob Delmatique, Ray Wilson, who started and developed more sports fitness facilities uh, in, in, the, in the arena of gyms, and he was behind Jack Lane. So all that being said, um, I'm in a place where I know that each decade of age, aging is a tough battle. 
and we've got to do all the right things. Mm. We've got to. Because youth has its advantages. You can recover pretty quickly, but when yeah. you get to be my age and as old as some of my clients, anything you put in the mouth that is not right for the human body affects you, your mind, your body, your functional ability. Mm. Um, so in summary, what would you tell all the viewers of all ages, young and old athletes, young and old seniors, what are the three things they need to do absolutely right away and watch for those benefits? What would it be? Three things. Start moving. Find, find some sort of movement that you love doing. Get so, the heart rate up and really breathe heavy while they're exercising. Yeah, absolutely. And, and find something that they enjoy. Find something that they're inspired to do. I mean, you never want to live your life not doing something that you th- thought you wanted to and then, and then get to the stage where you just simply can't. So if, whatever cost, find something that you can do to start moving. So if you start moving, then you'll start to want to move better because you love doing it. So then you'll realize that eating better is going to make the difference. So, Number two. Yeah. So I would, I would suggest find the movement that you love doing. That you love. Yeah, that's right. Because then you'll want to do it. You might want to dance. You might want to do Zumba, yeah, salsa, yoga, you know, that's, move. That's right. Just find a move. And then, and then you'll realize that um, how, how much plant-based nutrition affects the quality of that movement. So then suddenly you're eating well, you'll get more out of that, that passion that you've got. Um, so I would suggest that, you know, get the nutrition right and, and do it before it's, you know, it's too late. Um, so certainly start now wherever you are and, um, you know, you owe it, particularly if you're older, you owe it to your family to be around longer. If you're younger, then you'll have a much better quality of life. So um, start to get the nutrition. And three, I would say, is just be consistent. So um, don't just do it sporadically. Just stick with it. So stick with it long enough to see the benefits. And there's evidence to show that plant-based nutrition can make a difference within days of people switching over. But certainly months and years um, really have a profound effect. And so um, so I would suggest that stick with it. Don't make it a, a fad or just a phase, but make it a lifestyle. Do you have videos of your work and your accomplishments on your website? What is that website? Uh, BillySimmons.com is where I've got some information and some uh, articles and, and things I've written, as well as um, our company that uh, we've got uh, plant-based nutrition is PranaOn.com. So the brand is called PranaOn, Prana being this ancient Sanskrit term for life force or energy. So that's exactly what we try to invoke with what we do. Billy Simmons, you're a great example of a person who's evolved to a higher level of living. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Immortality Podcast with host Dr. Nick Delgado, brought to you by DelgadoProtocol.com, the leader in natural herbal hormonal solutions. We offer topics on energy, love, sex, healthy eating, and physical movement. Find out which supplements are best for you and how to achieve emotional well-being. See our innovative herbal products designed to improve the quality of your life. Have you been interested in anti-aging and lifestyle medicine, where whole foods, herbs, exercise, and mental state become medicine for incredible health? Are you ready to transform your life in vitality? Yes? Well then go to DelgadoProtocol.com now. Call us on our international number 1-949-720-1554 or go to our website DelgadoProtocol.com to take a quiz and personalize your plan. Get a free session of guidance from the best anti-aging health educators 
by chat or via Skype.